Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go, Fantasy Football Sackos. Jason and Alex back again for another episode. We're skipping the intro today. We're diving right into what these rb2s i'm sorry i have other plans alex Why? you're just gonna have to deal with it the kr og on the podcast i had a song you had a song save it to the end you can sing me a song you're the piano man save no, it for the end no, i no no i think i need to do it now because we've been doing the og sacco stuff at the beginning of the episodes and people are now expecting it during the 2023 season all right and i think i found one that's gonna stick all right roll it Da, da 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 It's me, the Alex K-R-O-G Sacco. Okay. It Was just it better needs, than you thought? It needs just like a little guitar riff in the background, a little, you know. It just needs Snoop Dogg. It just needs Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Also, um, I think these takes that we're going to have today are going to be hotter than a Canadian forest fire and uh, the smoke that we're going to be providing from them uh, will be uh, improving your air quality depending on where you live in the United States. <laughs> if you're in Chicago land, it can't get a whole lot worse. We're on purple stage, whatever that means. So less than ideal uh, be, before we get started. And I'm, I'm assuming the intro played uh, before we started. Um, I, I saw some interesting stats from uh, somebody that we follow uh, on Twitter, uh, the Sackos account uh, at the FF Sackos, in case you'd like to follow us. Uh, somebody, Alex Caruso. And basically he makes a case that running back rankings are all about touches, which of course we know inherently that that is true. So, uh, if you haven't already, go back, listen to our RB1 podcast. This is our RB2. So we're looking at our rankings for running back 13 through 24. Running backs that have had 340 or more touches uh, in the last, uh, hold on, is the last 100 occurrences? Uh, it's the last 10 years. Uh, to have more than uh, 270 touches, but specifically this last one. So if they have more than 340 touches, uh, there's been 27 running backs in the last 10 years. They all finished as a top 12 running back. 26 of the 27 finished as a top eight running back and 23 out of the 27 finished as a top five running back. Running backs are not inherently complex you're going after the touches. If you listen to our RB1 podcast, this makes sense. McCaffrey. Lots of touches. Eckler, Chubb, Pollard, Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson. Keep in mind, we're now recording this on June 27th. These rankings do not include Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Fournette, or uh, Hunt. So any of these guys could get screwed by by one of these those fourth guys signing. So uh, listen to updated rankings in the future if you are listening to this um, sometime in the future. Um so Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Jacobs, John Robinson, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Alexander Madison. Those are those are our top 12, at least preliminary rankings. None of those guys have any competition for touches. And that's why we have them in the top 12. This is where it starts getting a little hairy, uh, at least for me, because you kind of have some undisputed guys. But... 
they're not on great teams or, you know, they might throw the ball more or, you know, it just kind of gets iffy. So we'll, we'll get into it. Also, it should be noted uh, and we'll cover this at the end. There's eight teams, uh, obviously, or maybe not obviously, there's eight teams that we do not have a running back ranked in the top 24. So we'll we'll cover some of those names at the end of this pod as well. So long-winded story. Go for it, Jason. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would add is that um, regression analysis shows that, and uh, uh, this is from my good friend Ross Miller about a year ago, two years ago now, Um that the largest predictor of future success in rushing yards is rushing yards achieved the previous season. So if you want to take a stab at maybe who should be at the top of the running back pile, just look at previous year's production, which is also a great way to say, kind of keep it simple, stupid. Don't overthink some of this stuff as much as a lot of analysts and prognosticators like to, to make you do. So with that, Let's let's uh, start with our consensus running back 13, who I would say is potentially someone that a lot of analysts are overthinking. Um, Joe Mixon, running back 13 consensus. Again, this is half PPR running back rankings. Fantasy Pros has him down at running back 16. And I don't understand why. And frankly, I think that we might have him too low. Um, there's nobody else there. What Chase Brown? Maybe. I, I, yeah, out of the <laughs> the University of Illinois. Um, yeah, I I agree with you that I I think a lot of you know I think a lot of those rankings on Fantasy Pros right now are are assuming that he might get cut or He's I, not. I don't know. I, I think there I think there's some uncertainty that goes in with with his contract. I think he's going to be there. He's the guy. He's been the guy. There's no more Samaj P. Ryan there. I have a hard time believing that he's going to like be worse than he was last year, right? Which was running back 12. We have him at 13. I have him at 12. You have him at 13. Like we're we're right there. He is currently an ADP going pick 41. That's round four. That's dumb. That's just dumb. So he would be my first pick in round three. Like if you're telling me zero RB strategy so I can get some of these guys that we're talking about have (laughs) have really low ADPs that I do think have pretty high floors because of the amount of touches. Joe Mixon's clearly one of them. I mean, he's, I, I, th- I think people are just sick of Joe Mixon. He's been around a while. That's that's like, literally what it is. There were the misdemeanor charges for pointing a gun at a woman that were dropped and then recharged. Um, but that's this whole wild story I'm not going to get into. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that he was not cut in the offseason. He had 210 carries for 800 plus yards last season and seven scores on the ground. And Samaj P. Ryan is gone. Joe Mixon was running back 12 last season and Samaj P. Ryan is gone. Like Joe Burrow, we already talked about it, had some fluky uh, uh, touchdown numbers on the ground. I think it was five. And so, you know, it could have easily been double-digit touchdowns for Mixon last season if Burrow wasn't sniping him quite as much as he was. So, you got the past kind of production. 
Um, you know, he did have what 60 catches for another 440 <laughs> yards last season, which I think is just unreal. I would have never guessed that Mixon's out here catching 60 balls, but hey, another 400 plus yards through the air, a couple scores on 75 targets. And now you take P. Ryan away. I mean, he could be scratching 85, 90 targets. Right. So that's exactly what I was going to say, where, where P. Ryan had 51 targets, 38 catches, four receiving touchdowns, 300 yards. And I'm not saying they're all going to go to Mixon, right? But you're telling me he could get 80 targets, 90 targets, yeah. 60, 70. You know, that is RB1 floor. So I, I, you know, he's only 26. Their offensive line is, is getting better. Um, and just Pirine not being there, rookie running back behind him. Mixon's going to be in on passing downs because he knows protections and he'll keep Burrow safe. Yeah. I love Burrow. He has incredible value. Absolutely incredible value for where he's currently going. Yeah, I do just want to not completely dismiss Chase Brown, although it is his rookie season. Um, 5'11", 205 pounds, hometown London, Ontario, previous school, Western Michigan, before coming out of U of I, was a Doak Walker Award finalist as one of the top three running backs in college football last season. The first Doak Walker Award finalist in Illinois history. Um, also, Maxwell Award semifinalist as one of the top 20 offensive players in college football. Uh, Walter Camp Player of the Year semifinalist is one of the top 22 players in college football. Um, I mean, he was excellent. 328 carries, more than 1,600 yards, and 10 touchdowns on the season last year. The guy can absolutely run the rock. Um, I just think that there's an adjustment and I don't think that he's going to threaten at least early the first half of the season. Now, if Mixon is slumping, maybe the second half of the season, he could be a little interesting, but at least out of the gate, I don't expect Chase Brown to do anything other than relief. So, yep, I agree. Good, good value here out of the gate for our uh, RB2s. Next up, running back 14, Aaron Jones. Uh, Jason, before we get going, how is your Aaron Jones experience last year? This is the first time you ever had him on a team. Uh, how, how, How did you like having Aaron Jones on your team? Uh, it was frustrating because I felt like LaFleur didn't use him as much as he should because I felt that especially for the first eight weeks of the season, eight to 10, that he was by far the most electric player on that offense because Christian Watson was hurt. Um, and they would inexplicably take him out inside the 20, inexplicably AJ Dillon's in, inexplicably they're trying to do like stupid end around shit that didn't work because it wasn't with Christian Watson, obviously like they had no other receivers. They had no other production. Fucking Dobbs did not work at all. Like had him in a couple leagues too. Um, Aaron Jones was fantastic when he was given the opportunities. The guy only had 213 carries and had more than 1100 rushing yards like he had three more carries than joe mixon had 300 yards more with those three more carries 
That's it. It's just the dude didn't get in the end zone. He had two rushing touchdowns the whole freaking season. He got sniped repeatedly. The Packers sucked last year in general in terms of just putting up big numbers. Aaron Rodgers was talking about figuring out the offense and trying to be consistent, talking about being young all year. And it just, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun to be a Packers fan. It was fun to root for Aaron Jones because like you would watch the tape and there were times when he was just so obviously the best player on the field and they just weren't giving him the opportunities that he deserved. I know Rodgers was frustrated with it. I think everyone's still going to be frustrated with it this year. I think LaFleur and the Packers are still going to hide behind two running backs, trotting Love out there, at least for the first few weeks, the first month. Uh, I, I think Love is shifty enough to take some ground production away from the running backs. Like, I think he has to regress a little bit back towards the mean and, and fall into the end zone a few more times. I'm... I'm not worried about the rushing production changing in terms of the the carries amount. I don't think goes more than like 20 carries plus or minus in either direction. I think the yards, I think he finishes over a thousand. The touchdowns, I'm projecting for five to six. But the receptions are where I think he goes down. Like Rodgers used Aaron Jones as his safety valve when he was on the season. I don't know if Jordan Love's going to do that. I don't know if Jordan Love is going to try and take off or I don't know if Aaron or if uh, Jordan Love is going to try and chuck it up and throw an interception because he led the FBS in interceptions the year that he came out of college. Like, I don't know a ton of stuff about that offense other than Aaron Rodgers is gone. So it's worse. And so I was frustrated often with Aaron Jones. So I'm probably not going to draft Aaron Jones. Um, I had him at running back 15 because he's there as a top 15 running back on talent alone. He's just, why are they giving, like there were times and I'm just ranting. There were times. I know. I'm really enjoying this. This is great. Well, there were freaking, this is why, this is why I brought it up because I know you still have pent up frustration. Well, there were times that they would seven, give freaking AJ Dillon the ball and he just looked bad. He looked big and slow and bad. Like, yes, he could absolutely bully some people and be an absolute Sounds bulldozer like at basketball. times. But like, I would take Aaron Jones on a creative play to get him in space on the outside over AJ Dillon rumbling up the middle all day, every day. And they just freaking didn't do it. So, yeah, sorry. Do, do you tell do me you feel, what you think about it? Do, do you feel better now? Not really. Aaron Jones got a big Green Bay Packers tattoo, though. So there you go. He's all oh, in. Okay. So the last couple of because I, I have I had him a couple of years ago. I think I had him on a team last year, too. He'll like go off one week, usually against the Lions. And then the rest of the season, he'll just be middling. Yeah. Two two years ago he finished as, as RB twelve. Last year he finished as as a disappointing RB nine. Like like if you if I would have told you he finished in the top ten, you would be surprised by that because he was like more nickeling and diming you, and he had his big week and and that was it. And it's it's really hard to to rank him higher than this just because of the uncertainty of the offense. 
Yeah, like like the first three weeks are the perfect Aaron Jones. Like 11 points, 32 points, f- less than five points. Like it was just oscillations the entire season. He had... Nice word. Uh, I mean, more than a couple single-digit weeks. Um, he was strong in the fantasy playoffs for me, which was nice. Uh, well, I guess that's not completely true. He dropped a five point burger in week 16 and that's when I lost. So (laughs) he was, he was strong in the first round when I dropped, when he dropped 20, but he had what? One, two, one, two, three, four. I mean, like he had about five or six single digit weeks. Yeah. That's, that's tough to have as your RB one. Who you, who you can't not take, like you can't not play him. Yeah. Only thing I would note, and, and this is on ESPN.com's player write-up, he had two carries inside the five-yard line last year. Yeah. And that's just really hard to win unless you're going to break off these, these eight-yard touchdown runs, 15-yard touchdown runs. And in that offense where they're going to let Jordan Love make Jordan Love beat them and and really crowd the line, you would expect? They're going to crowd the line. He's 28 this year, and there's no Aaron Rodgers. He was a third of his games. He finished in single-digit points. I'm out. So so I, I would just say, you know, Joe Mixon is currently going one spot behind Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is also Mixon, going around. I would jump and on run for top of Mixon. Yeah, so between the two, I think it's very clear cut uh, who who to take. Um, I would actually not be surprised if we end up dropping Aaron Jones uh, a little bit further in our rankings as we get closer to the season starting. Yeah, well, I, the preface to add here to all of this is there's, what, two or three guys that still haven't signed with any teams that are going to shake up a lot of these rankings anyway. So... Yeah, and I mean, A.J. Dillon's a killer here, though. Yeah, the, I just meant it, it the guys that if and when they sign, like if Dalvin goes and signs a massive contract with Miami, I'm instantly having Dalvin leapfrog over Aaron Jones. Like that's what I mean. Like, oh, got it. Okay. Well, and I mean, on top of that, though, you might have somebody like Ramondre drop down, or or just as an example, yeah, um, where Aaron Jones might might pop up too. So, um, the the targets have always been there, but the uncertainty with Love, the the AJ Dillon sniping kind of just pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else I think that we're not going to have many shares of is our running back 15 consensus Brees Hall. Um, look, I'm an Iowa state alumni. I shouted from the rooftops about Brees Hall going into last season. Dude was a rock solid top six RB one uh, performing like on a weekly basis dominating before he got hurt. Um, He got hurt at least kind of like the early middle of the season. I think it was week seven with the torn ACL. Come to find out that he damaged one of the other, uh, I think it was the LCL um, as well. They're talking about him. You know, if you listen to the team, he's going to be ready week one. He's going to be ready week one. Well, guess what? He's not going to be ready for the beginning of training camp. Not necessarily that he needs to be. But, I mean, just look at what happened to the freaking Ravens last year. Look at what J.K. Dobbins did. 
Look at what Gus yep. Bus did. And the year before that, look at freaking Saquon and how miserable yep. he was in his first year back. I have a, a policy that I stand by, which is draft healthy players above and beyond everything else. Number one and number two, never. If you're going to draft a running back that is recovering from a torn ACL, draft them in their first year back. They're they're not right. going to return on that value. There's ne- there's like next year we're next year we're probably going to have Brees Hall in the top five. Yeah, I I will, and I won't be surprised right. if maybe by championship week he's you know performing as a semi RB one. I just think it's going to be miserable for the first half of the season, and I'm not paying his. RB 11 fantasy pros p- price tag. Like I'm not paying that. So yeah, c- c- currently going pick 25. So that's pick number one in round three. We, no. He does have, he does have the, the top five upside. Like my, Michael, Michael Carter's there. They drafted um, a guy's name that I cannot pronounce. Abanikanaba. Abanikanaba. Uh, Zonovan Knight's. Uh, <laughs> Good job by you. Zonovan Knight's still there. Um, Aaron Rodgers likes to run the ball if he's given a, a light box. So, Nothing better. I, I mean, it, 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 it's entirely possible that... Don't, don't try to get me. It's not going to work. I, I didn't it's say entirely, it, so. It's, it's entirely possible that, that Brees Hall finishes as a top five running back but you're going to have to pay to get him. And it's that week seven ACL injury where I just don't know how effective he's going to be, or I'd like to see him in the preseason. Like you could see that JK Dobbins had a hitch last year in training camp. He was arguing with reporters saying he was healthy and he clearly wasn't. And then got a knee scoped and he looked great. Great. Once at, you know, once he got that knee scoped and, Got it all figured out. If Brees Hall is truly healthy, sure. Dude, I can only I, I get it, but but I I, th- I think the price tag is smidge too high for us. I can only think of one I, other running back in my twenty years of fantasy football that has performed on the first year back of an ACL, and it is Adrian Peterson. That is the only one that I can think of in terms of being productive the first year back from a catastrophic knee injury. Del- Delvin cook was pretty good in, in year one after he tore it with the Vikings, but still he was not as explosive that next year as he was the following year. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, so all right. What I, yeah, I before the, we move the, on totally from Brees, Yeah. I just want to list like the five players going after him and let me know if you would take any or all of them over Brees. Mark Andrews, I would take over Brees. Um, yes. Najee. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. T. Higgins. Yep. Ramondre. Yep. Olave. Yep. All right. Olave is at 30. Although... Uh- Although Olave, I might not just because of Michael Thomas. Um, we haven't flushed out all of our wide receiver rankings. Um, I, I might take the upside of, of Brees instead of Olave there. All right. Well, you're wrong. But anyways, any other final thoughts on Brees? For I for SU. Um, 
un- unbelievable, right? Yeah. Uh, five and a, you know, almost six yards of carry. And he was running back six before he got hurt. Yeah. F- 15 and a half points a game. Tons of targets can catch the ball out of the backfield. Just it's injury concern, period. And you have Aaron Rodgers leading that team now. Like they're going to be yeah, in the red but, zone. I mean, that's that, that's better than right than, than what they had before. Like they they should put up a ton of points. So yeah. I, I I get the upside. I, I really do. Yeah, I, I get why the Jets are courting Delvin Cook as well. But I like being courted. Sounds like fun. Oh, my. All right. Next up, we have running back 16, Travis Etienne. Uh, we have him punched down a bit compared to the chalk who uh, have him at running back 13. Um, he was electric at times for the Jags last season. Another guy that I rostered in our uh what is it? The big league. Um, 220 rushing carries, more than 1,100 rushing yards, only five touchdowns, which was, I don't know, not something I guess I was, it was, I mean, it was a touch disappointing. Uh, 35 receptions, another 300 plus yards, no touchdowns uh, through the air. 45 targets though, which I did like to see. Um he took a while to get going, but once once they turned it over to him, he was pretty nice at times. Uh, got a little little nicked up there for a while, um, but still, I think it was an exceptionally strong season for Travis Etienne. Him and Trevor Lawrence do have a very visible connection. However, the Jaguars go out and they draft tanks Tank Bigsby. That guy. Um, what are you looking for out of ETN this season? They were giving him a, a ton of touches once he took over, right? I, I, I look at I look at week 14, 17 carries, 32 yards, no catches, 3.2 points. Like just not not fun. Um I think they're going to th- check the ball down to him a lot. I, th- I think they're going to throw the ball a ton. Ridley. I, I, is, is there? I just. I think the price is just too high. I love the upside. I think their offense is going to be way better. I, that division stinks. Like that division stinks. Houston, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. Like that. That's bad they have a great quarterback or an emerging quarterback etn looked electric i he's going to be more of a target for me in like an auction league where you can get him a little bit cheaper you can get all these like these um rb2s with rb1 upside a little at like a discount because everybody blows their wad on on these top guys yeah and you can kind of get you know, these middle guys with, with RB one upside a little bit later for a little bit cheaper. So he's somebody I'll be definitely going after in an auction draft, but pick 31 running back 13. It's just a smidge too high for my blood because 
I, tank is there. I think they're going to spread the ball around a ton. And I, th- I think they're going to be in some, some games and some situations where they're going to have a sizable lead. And I think it's going to be through the air and then they're going to put in tank or whoever else to kind of run out the clock. Yeah. I mean, definitely in that week division, that's certainly, uh, certainly a possibility. Tank Bigsby out of Auburn drafted in the third round. Um, the dude is just big. He is a beast. Um, he is not the elusive runner that Travis Etienne is. He is the hammer. There's thunder and lightning, you know, and uh, Bigsby. Yeah, it should, it should also it should also be noticed that they, that they have Darius Johnson there too, former Brown, who yeah. who has shown flashes of lightning as well. Um, about a month ago, uh, Press Taylor, the Jaguars' offensive coordinator, stated that while Travis Etienne will be the primary running back for Jacksonville, the percentage of snaps, carries, and receptions won't be decided until the season begins. I, I think that's that's word service. I do think Etienne is is the guy, but it would not be surprised to see them try to get him healthy or keep him healthy until they get to the playoffs, which I think they're definitely going to be a playoff team and then let him explode at the end. Yeah. I guess I just would not be surprised if Bigsby by mid season completely consumes the short yardage and goal line role. And if ETN is not in at the goal line, granted he only had a few touchdowns last year and was still able to finish as you know, running back 17, I think that that's more realistic. Like, I think he finishes closer to, to running back 16, 17 than he does finishing as running back 13, which is where the pros have him ranked. So, so only a couple of spots. Doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, so ETN, 74% of snaps uh, once he took over the, the top, um, the top spot there. I don't think he'll get close to that. Um, I, I think he'll be down, you know, somewhere in the 60% range. Um, just, just again, just to keep him healthy. So we're not as high on, on ETN. We've talked about why we just think that there's more opportunities for other people, maybe more of an undecided or more of a, a solidified backfield role where I think the Jaguars are just going to be rotating people in and out, especially because it's so hot in Florida that you're, you're going to see, you know, a little bit more turnover there, I, I think, but well, maybe we're wrong. No, I, I completely agree. If, if for nothing else, other than the fact that the Jags have tank Bigsby and Ernest Johnson this season, last season, they had uh, a mostly injured James Robinson who was unable to play. Like there was nobody else. So fifth, fifth most carries in football with uh, carries inside the 10 yard line last year uh, with 23, just a note. All right. Next up consensus running back 17 JK Dobbins, the heart throbbins for Dobbins. Um, Look, I was crazy about Dobbins as a rookie. Uh, he just never quite took over, you know, the 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 running back role. They kept the freaking split with the Gus bus in a couple of years ago. Last year, tears or, or two years ago, tears the ACL and is out. And then last year, first year back from the ACL is not right. 
tries to start the season anyway, like you talked about earlier than the pod and isn't right and has to do a scope, miss some time. And eventually by the end of the season starts looking right. And it's just, I was out on Dobbins last year and now I'm thinking maybe he's a value. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I have him ranked higher than you. Yeah. Um, I still think Gus interferes with him too much. I think I'm probably the biggest Gus Edwards supporter in any fantasy football community that you could possibly listen to. I'm not sure if anybody's higher on Gus than I am. But if you like him, Justice Hill, you still have Lamar as a rushing threat down by the goal line. But those couple games when he came back, 15 carries for 120 yards, eight, eight yards a carry at Cleveland, 13 carries, 125 yards, 9.6 yards a carry. His problem is he doesn't get enough passing targets, like plain and simple. That, that's why he's <laughs> nobody does in that offense. No, I other than Mark Andrews, right? Right. So I just there's not enough of a receiving threat here. And that's why we have him at 17. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I, I don't think there, there needs to be a ton more of analysis other than the fact that we both like his value here currently pick 49. Um, so he's going in the fifth round. Um, as running back 18 on fantasy pros, that's a hell of a fifth round running back pick. If if you're telling me you can get Mixon in round four and JK Dobbins in round five, um, and just start with zero RBs, I would be okay with that. I mean, yeah. Why, why not start like Cooper cup, Travis Kelsey or Cooper cup, you know, somebody spicy or, you know, Jay Jettas and CD or whatever, you know, whoever's at, at, at the end of round two on the receiver board. Yeah, just a, a, a ton of running back value later than I feel like the running back value is traditionally. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I just yearn for yesteryear, but like yester, 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 yesteryear with the, like yesteryear. The, I want the 20, like, I think, was it the 2019 MVP Lamar Jackson? That's, that's the season I want where like everybody in that offense so just scored 30 away. points a week. Like Lamar was scoring 30 a week. Mark Ingram was scoring 30 a week. It was just bananas. Mark uh, Andrews, not Ingram. And Mark Andrews. Mark, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we both like Dobbins. Um, but uh, he hasn't really shown it yet in the NFL other, other than a couple weeks. So it's, it's more just projecting. And keep in mind, I do think that Gus Bus is going to interfere here. We had, we had a side about two years ago that I said they would have a close, you know, similar amount of carries uh, in the wild card round. They basically had the same amount of carries last year uh, in a playoff game. Gus Edwards is a 
significant handcuff to Dobbins value if if they're going to split carries like they they have historically. Also, I did mean Mark Ingram and not Mark Andrews because Mark Ingram in 2019, 202 carries with the Ravens, over a thousand yards, 10 scores on the ground. Look at you. Delicious. I remember it specifically because he housed me and he was drafted for free at the end of drafts. (laughs) Uh, All right. Next up, consensus running back 18, Kenneth Walker, the third. Just, uh, I don't want to say anything. I mean, I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say other than his team did him dirty in the draft. Like, yeah. He was a top six pick, but yeah. Well, I'm sorry, not a top six six. He was a top six running back. Like he was, he was going to go a hundred thousand million percent. He was going to go in uh, the the top ten, the first easy in the first round. But then the Seahawks have to go ahead and draft uh, Zach Charbonnet with the fifty second overall pick in the draft out of uh, UCLA. So, I mean, he uh, began his college at Michigan before transferred to UCLA. Second team APL American as an all-purpose player. First team all-pack 12 selection, 1,400 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns on on 195 carries, averaged seven yards per carry, also caught almost 40 passes for another 300-plus yards. Like, I I get it with what they went through with Chris Carson and then Penny and, like, the injuries the last few years. Like, they needed – they wanted more talent in the running back room. I just wish that they didn't spend such a high pick to get there. I wish it was – I wish it was Tank Bigsby who's like, yeah, okay, he's good or whatever, you know, like in the third round or fourth round, fifth round talent. Like why? So I don't know. Do you think Kenny Walker holds on to the gig the whole season? Is it his job to lose? I think personally, I think Charbonnet ends up as the passing down back. Pete Carroll loves to just, first of all, is Chris Carson still around? I'm just kidding. Oh Lord. (laughs) Um, But to use Chris Carson as an example, when, when Pete Carroll finds his guy, he sticks with him come hell or high water through fumbling through like, he loves having one back that he's just going to run with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very clearly Ken Walker. Um, he's the best college running back two years ago. He showed nothing to say that he wasn't the guy last year. Right. He was running back eight in points per game. Uh, if you take out a couple of weeks that he got banged up, he averaged, uh, you know, basically over 15 points a game. Doesn't have a lot of receiving chops. So that's where, you know, Charbonnet is going to gonna be in. Um, but he, he had home runs, man. He, he was interesting to watch. So I... I think the offense is going to continue to move the ball with, with Gino, with DK, with Lockett. So I, I think there, I think there is the upside here. Um, you're, you're higher on, on him than I am. Um, just slightly, uh, currently going pick 35. So end of round number three, I wouldn't uh, be mad cur- about that. <laughs> 
at all. I think, no, I, I think that's a fine spot to get him. I think he's a great RB2. I think he'll have RB1 weeks. Yeah. Which, what else are you looking for out of a running back that you'd be taking in the third round? Late? Yeah. Yeah. And end of round three. Yeah. Um, Seahawks reporter Corbin Smith said he expects Kenny Walker to get 17 touches per game this season per Michael Fabiano on Twitter, which is basically in line with what he was accomplishing as a rookie. So who knows? Maybe Charbonnet is just like the, the insurance policy, yeah, the better looking DJ Dallas insurance policy in case something happens with Walker. So. Yeah, I, at the end of last year, he had weeks that he had 26 carries, 23 carries, and 29 carries as they were trying to make the playoffs. Ooh. So, they, uh, you want to talk about touches. Um, he, he's a potential guy that, you know, could have 280, 300 carries um, if, if they're going to use him like that. Uh-huh. Which is very nice. All right. Yeah, Next like it's, it's, he's, he's very like Nick Chubb like, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Where, where he's good runner, not going to get a lot of receiving, uh, or at least hasn't historically had a ton of, of receiving chops, but I mean, he had a game where he had six catches last year against Tampa Bay. So it's not like he can't do it. 35 um, targets just, isn't insignificant, especially as a rookie. I'd be interested to see what that gets up to. Right. If he can tickle the mid forties, that's really not bad. He just needs to. I want him to convert more. But but the 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 nine the nine rushing touchdowns. I, I think hey, if if you can get to double figures and and that's a, a round three running back win. All right, yeah, win win. Next up, we have consensus nineteen running back Cam Akers. Uh, you tell me about Cam Akers because I think you had him last year. I did because he fell so far in the draft and I thought I hit a home run, like thought I hit a home run, but then he like disappeared for a couple weeks and wanted to trade. He was on hiatus. Yeah, he just disappeared. And then all of a sudden he was the, the go, the go-to guy after I thought he was getting benched. I think I cut him and then I was able to re-add him back for nothing. Like he, he literally just disappeared. And then like week 13, 18 and 18 and a half points week, 14, 8.8, 11 and a half, 33, 13 and 14 to end the season. And all of a sudden he was the cam makers that everybody was expecting the entire year to end the season. I have no idea what happened. He's only 24. He, he tore his Achilles in 21 came back at the end of the season Everybody thought he was healthy last year. Maybe he wasn't. He has the path for RB2. Finishes running back 34 after missing uh, a couple weeks um, and literally just like disappearing and, and getting benched week one against Buffalo. There's not a ton of competition there behind him, right? Like... You you have Cam Akers, Sony Michelle. They just resigned uh, Kyron Williams, your guy. Uh, who you've talked about in the past. I, um, with, with a healthy Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Higby, I don't mind 
I don't mind Cam Akers. He's currently going uh, that he's ranked 21 on fantasy pros. He's going pick 65. Ooh. I can't even do the math. That's round six. Mid six. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Cam Akers should not be there in the middle of the sixth round. He needs to be going in round four, in my opinion. Like that's, that's wild. Like he had, he had such a nice little finish to the season. They didn't do anything in terms of signing anyone. And hopefully Stafford is healthier and cup is healthier. And like, they actually have an offense that can move the ball this season. And if so, the last, the last week of the season, he played 100% of the snaps for the Rams. (laughs) That is good. (laughs) Draft a guy that's on the field a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He just, I, I, you know, there's a, there's a ton of value there. Dude, but you, I think people are going to be shell shocked from last year, but he's a, <laughs> he's a name that I will be targeting in drafts for sure. He burned everyone, everyone he that did. drafted him. Um, badly. Like most people probably cut him. Well, he was probably a free agent in your league. And then he came on real strong at the end. Oh man. It's interesting. I'm on the uh, beat thing and it's, I don't know, rumors that Kyron Williams is potentially uh, sharing first team reps with Cam Akers. Kyron Williams, for those that don't know, had like a catastrophic injury. at uh, I think it was the first kick return to begin the season and was rumored to have this like a larger role than what anyone was anticipating. And then it never materialized because he got hurt and didn't return to the end of the season. It was, it did never happen. And then Cam Akers was just still somehow invisible and like left the team. But yeah. And tell, tell me if this reminds you of, of Tyler Higby from what, three or four years ago, uh, Cam Akers was RB4 over the last six weeks of the season, and over the last six weeks, he was the NFL's leading rusher. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's exactly what Tyler Higby was uh, a handful of years ago. At and here we are talk to, to, right, talking about another Rams player that went off at the end of the season in, in garbage time. But yeah, here's Cam Akers. We have him at 19. Fantasy Pros has him at 21, and he's going around six. If you can tell me you can get a top 24 running back in round six with not a lot of competition for carries or targets, okay. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I think potentially a uh, affordable. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. His, his ADP is, he, is is <laughs> not affordable. It's at the end of round three, beginning round four. Currently, um, man, that is high. Jameer Gibbs, high. consensus running back 20. Jameer Gibbs, um, rookie running back for the Detroit Lions. Look, there's no, I mean, well, I don't want to say that there's no competition there. Monty is there. Um, but yep. And they gave him a contract. Yeah. But I mean, for what they're paying Gibbs, or for, I'm sorry, for where they drafted Gibbs, 
in the first round. Like it's Gibbs's backfield, is it not? Uh, his four three six speed will tell you yes, and the draft capital, and the draft capital. But the Montgomery contract would say it's not his backfield. Also, looking at historical usage, and this will kind of spoil something I'm going to talk about later. But you have Jamal Williams last year who finished his running back eight in this offense, and. Swift, who is now no longer there and is on Philly. But, I mean, Swift finished as as running back 22. So it's entirely possible that Gibbs and Montgomery can both finish as RB2s or better because the Lions had two running backs that did that last year and they got rid of both of them. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's their offensive coordinator still there. Like Jamison Williams suspended, but like we'll be back and we'll be healthy. So I think the price tag is just, is, is the cautionary tale here. Uh, you know, that's a little high for 38. me on somebody that I'm it's, not. It's just it's just a little high for for an unknown rookie for a rookie with, running back with, with competition from Monty. Yeah, like I would take a rookie running back a hundred thousand percent in the third round if I knew like they had a legitimate chance of being an every down back by like week three or four or like mid season. Um, but it won't surprise you based on how they've used it that Montgomery is going to be the goal line guy and Jameer Gibbs is going to be doing all the work between the 20s. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I I don't know. I took ETN in the fourth last year because I thought that he could ascend to it. Like, I'm not averse to these guys, but I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, like with Gibbs. I just, Monty's there. Monty's going to get the red zone work in in between the tackles. That's not going to be Gibbs. And I just hope that one, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say, I don't know. Jared Goff can perform if he has protection. I just don't know if he's always going to have it one. And I just am a little concerned about Gibbs being somewhat of a gadgety player, at least for the first couple months while he like learns the offense and pass protection and whatnot. Like they're, I know they're going to split him out wide and do all this wildness to just try and get him in space with yeah. the ball. But I don't know. Sometimes those plays are just gimmicky, but yeah, I, it's just too rich. <laughs> I, I just don't understand why you'd give up, um, Deandre Swift. um, so you draft a running back 12th overall. I just, I just don't it, it make it make sense to me. Um, it should be like assuming he's going to take over Swift, right? Sue, uh, this is on, on fantasy pros. Swift was on a per touch basis, fourth in fantasy points per touch, third in yards per carry, 23rd in points per game. Like why? Like he was fine. So I don't think that, he has RB, maybe I'll regret this. I don't think he has RB1 upside because I think Montgomery has the touchdown side on lockdown. And so I think his upside is an RB2 because I don't think he's going to be the bell cow back. There you go. All right. Next up, consensus running back 21. Uh, 
to me, this is, I mean, it's James Connor and he is, <laughs> he's running back 21. I don't think anybody's excited about this. I don't think it's sexy. I think, however, he's the only guy in the running back position on this crappy team. I think he is going to push 250 carries, 275 carries. Um, I think they're going to run him to the train, to the wheels fall off. Like, I just, I don't think it's going to be very efficient. I don't think it's going to be very pretty. And, but like, I, th- I think he probably averages like three, three and a half yards per carry <laughs> and, and just falls forward a lot. There's just no one else there. Kyler is not going to be leading this offense to start the season. And who knows when he'll be back and how long that's going to take. If he comes back, I don't want to say that because I know you strongly believe he will, but I do. He's not going to be there to start the season anyway. And so how bad is it? And if they go 0 and 4, like, do you start your season off 0 and 4 because James Conner? Like that offense isn't producing with, I don't know, 67-year-old Colt McCoy leading the offense. Hey, Colt is fine. He's a senior citizen. Uh, James Conner, when he plays, is has been really, really good for the Cardinals. Just point blank, period, on the story. Finishes running back 20 last year. You go back to 2022, and he was like at one point, just unbelievable. He's top. He's the fifth ranked running back two years ago in in this offense, and and fell off last year. But if you look at the end of his season, he started out slow, and then here were the last games he played: 22, 12, 19, 20, 16, 21, and twelve. I, he, I we I, need I, to have him higher. I, <laughs> like, I need to get him. Uh, you did better than I did. You got him above Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. I need to do that simply because opportunity. Opportunity matters. Simply because of opportunity. Yeah, currently 23rd ranked running back by Fantasy Pros. Going pick 62, um, which Ooh. is in front of Cam Akers, um, but, which is, is fine. I, I think you make that argument. Um, I would but, want but Akers because he's on a better offense. I would agree because he has a better quarterback with Stafford is because Murray's health is, is an unknown, but the, and, like yeah. when they get close, they pound it in with Connor. They just keep turning around and giving it to him. Yeah. So yeah. D- are there durability concerns? Sure. But he has no competition for snaps here. This is another guy where to your point, it might not always be sexy, but He'll get the touches. <laughs> He's going to get the touches. I just don't think that that offense is going to do anything. They also lost uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, no D-Hop, no Kyler. You got Colt McCoy back there with a wing and a prayer to Marquise Brown or turning around and hanging off to James Conner. I think that they're going to average like 13 points a game. Conner could have a bucket of yards, but I don't think he scores double-digit touchdowns. So... I, I think it's entirely possible. Again, RB for the last eight games uh, was playing 90% of the team snaps the last five weeks. Yeah. 
There's there's nobody else. They've invested nothing into anybody else. Only 28 somehow. Lots of mileage. Um, but he's been one of the most consistently productive running backs over the last, you know, five, six, seven years. Yeah. Next up, consensus running back 22, Miles Sanders. Uh, mid running back Ew. on a below <laughs> mid team. Um, this is just opportunity. You got Bryce Young in town. Maybe he could move the ball offensively. Um, you don't have DJ Moore. I mean, uh, it's going to be an ugly offense. I <laughs> Hubbard's still there as the backup. Uh, Black Shears behind him. It, it, this is more of a he's never really been given a full workload play. I, he did last year. Two years ago, he didn't score any touchdowns. Uh, we were for like, I'm shocked that Miles Sanders had 11 touchdowns last year. Yeah. Even with all the, even with all the Hurts, you know, one yard plunges. 259 touch or uh, rushing attempts. That's a lot. That's a healthy yeah. number. And splitting time with, you know, all the running backs, whether it was Scott or Gainwell or whatever. So, um, I, this is just a talent play. There's a unlimited amount of opportunities and uh fancy pros. It has him in 19 go and pick 53. Uh, so in the fifth round, again, this is another guy that, uh, you know, is going to get a ton of touches. And so this is like the, there's just a group of guys here that, you know, maybe we don't like their offenses all that much, but there's going to be a ton of opportunity. And so you just kind of have to take them and hope that they, their offense is better than you think it's going to be. That's all three of these last three guys. <laughs> yeah. Except for Gibbs, who, who's more of a gadget guy. No, no, no. Not the last two that we've talked about, but like the next two. <laughs> yeah, no, right. You're right. Um, yeah. I, I don't have anything to add on Miles Sanders. So we're going to move on. Consensus running back 23, Damian Pierce. Again, a guy on a bad team is going to get fed the ball. Rookie year, 220 rushing attempts, almost almost uh, got over 1,000 yards on the ground, but again, only four touchdowns because you're on a bad team. Uh, you do have C.J. Stroud. That's the killer. You got C.J. Stroud. You know, maybe that's the, the big change that needed to happen down in Houston. I'm not so sure it is, um, but... Uh, would you take Miles Sanders on Carolina with Bryce Young or would you take Damian Pierce in Houston with CJ Stroud? Um, I have them relatively close. I would take Sanders only because of Devin Singletary um, signing in Houston. Um, Damian Pierce finishes running back 28, missed the last four weeks last year. Uh, at one point, he was everybody's fantasy darling. Uh, had a nice little stretch in the middle of season, 17, 23, 18, 13, 12, 13, 11, uh, then kind of fell off for a, a bad team. De Devin Singletary scares me a little bit. Um, and so that that's just why I have Pierce uh, a little bit lower. Um, that's fair. But but uh, that's that's the only limiting factor. I think he's a, a above average running back. That's that's very fair. Uh, D'Amico Ryans as the, the head coach, I think, is a little interesting. Um, 
completed his. I, I think they're going to run the ball a ton and and let um, let Stroud kind of figure it out. Yeah, um, but I, it's just going to be an all new coaching staff with Lovey and crew out and D'Amico Ryan's in. So I think they're just going to pound the rock. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to average 17 carries a game and three targets a week uh, when he plays um, because of Singletary. I, I think that'll drop a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we have him a little bit lower in our rankings. And last up, we have running back 24, Rashad White for the Tampa Bay Ugh. Bucks. Uh, had 129 rushing attempts last season, 481 yards and a score. On the ground, finished as a flex running back, running back 38. Uh, new look Bucks offense this season. Tom Brady has officially retired and is now part owner of the Raiders. Uh, will not be back in a Bucks uniform. Enter. Enter. Uh, why am I blanking on his ugly face? Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker. Enter Baker Mayfield, who can't fall out of a boat and hit water. Um, and then you have the opportunity for Rashad White because Lenny Fournette is gone. Yeah. So I, I don't think this offense is going to be the same because you're not going to have checked down. Tom Brady in the offense checking down to to Leonard and and Rashad. Rashad White had 50 catches last season on 58 targets. Yeah, in in a very limited role. Yes. Ultimately, he he had some weeks where he he played a little bit more and and spelled Lenny uh, more, you know, starting probably week eight, week nine. This this is a there's not a lot of competition again, potentially bad offense, but I mean, they do have the skilled position players there uh, for the offense to be there. So who knows? But this is, again, a no no competition for for work. Uh, Currently going pick 71 is Rashad White. Yeah, at the 6-7 turn. Okay. I, I I think this is a... Yeah, again, not having not done wide receiver rankings. But just what we've covered in the last, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, there's a bunch of guys that you can get in rounds three, four, five, six, seven. That if you're going to tell me, I'm just going to take shots at running backs in rounds three, four, five, six, seven and start out with wide receiver, wide receiver or and get a tight end early. And then take a quarterback late. So you can go two wideouts, get your tight end, go five running backs that you have, you know, RB2 upside or on with, with RB1 upside, sorry, that are RB2s. And then you take a quarterback in round eight or nine. Okay. Your, your team is set. So I think it's going to be really hard to not go wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end in one of those orders and then just load up on running backs based on what we've talked about the last 20 minutes. Yeah, that would be delicious. Yeah. There's just, it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, it just feels like it's a little bit of a deeper running back class or uh running back Odd, values. Oddly. Running back values are a little depressed this year. Like, I mean, normally in our league of record, I would say it's like, probably 10 of the first like 12 or 13 picks are usually running backs 
Yeah, it's all changing though. And and anymore, I really, th- I mean, on all the mocks that I've done, it's 50-50 running back wide receiver. I see yeah. J- Justin Jefferson going first overall more often than not. Yep. So that does it. it. it it'll be... F- yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to get into it. Uh, to, to put a bow on this, so there uh, there are eight teams that do not have mm. running backs ranked in the top 24 for us. Jason, how many of those teams can you name? Uh, well, let's see here. I can think of a few. Uh, Go ahead. We have eight teams with no one ranked in the top 24. <laughs> uh, Kamara and the Saints, because he's probably suspended, right? Right. So Kamara is somehow still looking at a suspension. I don't know how he wasn't suspended last year. Uh, he is currently going uh, off the board as running back 30. Jamal Williams is going running back 36. Uh, and you still have Taysom Hill there sniping goal line carries. <laughs> so w- whether you want to admit it or not, that is that is a certified fact. Kamara had a terrible season last year if you were owning him. Uh, first year, I believe he finished outside of the top 10 uh, as a running back. He finished as running back 18, which was incredibly disappointing. But if you're telling me you can get him as running back 30, I like the value. A lot. I think Jamal like, Williams. That's crazy. I think Jamal Williams is an RB two as long as Kamara is expended, is suspended, and I think Kamara is an RB two when he gets back. And so they're both depressed down into the thirties because neither is a full season. Uh, all right, give me, all right, give, give me another team. Miami, interesting, right? So you have Jeff Wilson Jr. going as running back forty four, and Mostert going as running back forty five. Would it surprise you, Jason, to hear that Jeff Wilson Jr. finishes running back 31 last year and Mostert finishes running back 23? <laughs> Mostert's the fastest damn guy in the league, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like those two guys are both going as in the 40s. Whew. Whew. All right, six left. Uh, Kansas City. Correct. So Isaiah Pacheco is currently going running back 26. Uh, he finishes running back 33 last year. And then you have McKinnon, who's going as running back 43. And he finishes running back 21 last year. Damn. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Jarek McKinnon exploded at the end of last year. Uh, and going as running back 43 is is wrong. 71 um, targets. Yeah. He was a machine. And one, once they figured that out and were, and Mahomes was getting him the ball, it paid dividends in spades for them. Uh, reason number 877 to listen to the fantasy football sackos. Uh, if you listen to our running back rankings and sleepers podcast from last season, I personally called Jarek McKinnon the perfect end of the bench <laughs> staff going into drafts last year. Because and Jarek McKinnon. Oh, I'm sorry. I mispronounced <laughs> it. Damn it. You, you said McKinnon. McKinnon. Like Jarek McKinnon, late. I called as a perfect end of the bench staff because I knew they hated Clyde because he just hasn't been. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been what they drafted. No, he hasn't. And I, He's and, still there. And they used McKinnon throughout the playoffs, even when Clyde was healthy the season before. Like, 
Look at yep. end of season performance. They leaned on McKinnon hard. And guess what? They leaned on him again last season. Clyde is out and McKinnon's the third down guy and can also do two minute drill. So, yep. I All right. Would, uh, sorry. Five left. Washington trash. Bad. Uh, Brian Robinson's going as running back 31. Gibson's going as running back 37. Gibson outscored Brian Robinson last year. The Gibson height is also building right now as well. Um, Buffalo. Yeah, James Cook currently going as running back 32. And Damian Harris is going as running back 38. I will plant my flag now that James Cook finishes the season as a top 20 running back. Uh, okay. I, I think he finishes I, as an, a solid RB2. I would love that. You're getting getting pretty good value uh, if that ends up happening. Uh, Denver. Yeah, our, the golden child, Javante Williams, is back after being injured, which is probably why we won't want to touch him this year. And that's where Samaje Pirine ended up. So Javante Williams is going as running back 29. Samaje Pirine is going as running back 39. Oof. Two teams left. Uh, this is getting harder. Uh, man, are these just really, really bad teams? Oh, uh, one of them is, and one of them isn't. Uh, it's not the Jets. It's not the Bears. Uh, it is the Bears. We have not talked about a Bears running back. So, oh, just Herbert. Justin Herbert's going as running back 33. Deonta Foreman's going as running back 47. And um, Johnson, their rookie running back out of Texas, is going as picks uh, as running back 60. Roshan Johnson. Um, so we, I, I think one of those guys is going to be a, a, a flex low-end RB2 potentially. Herbert, when he's played, has been electric. But and Foreman has the, like the highest broken tackle rate in football for a team that's going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, I, I personally, I mean, everything they're, they're that just going to spread it around. So no, nobody knows who to pick. Everything that I've read about Rashawn Johnson says that he would have been a second round pick if he wasn't stuck behind uh, Bajan. So I'm interested to see what he's doing halfway through the season. Um, can I have a one hint? team, one team left? Can I have a hint for the last team? I'm blind. They were in the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> they were in the Super Bowl. We haven't talked about the Eagles. That's correct. So DeAndre Swift is currently going as running back 25. Uh, Rashad Penny is going as pick 35. They also have Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell in that backfield, uh, along with getting sniped constantly by Jalen Hurts at the goal line. Don't you think it's just Rashad Penny's job? <laughs> I mean, you would think it would be Penny replacing what Miles Sanders did. Yeah. And then Swift just being a weapon out of the backfield. Right. And Miles Sanders was running back 13. 
Yeah. So I, I, again, it goes back to last year. We liked the penny value, or at least I liked it. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure you did too. Um, penny is running back 35 with, with RB2 upside is uh, nice. Yeah. He just, from what I remember, that, that, uh, that leg injury was not delightful. I think it was like a tibial plateau fracture in his leg. Um, I I don't know. DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell. It should be noted that DeAndre Swift, I believe, grew up in Philly. Um, so ho- hometown guy trying to prove people wrong after getting traded. Um, believe he's in a contract year probably as well. Um, so an interesting backfield there. Yeah. Um, to, to, to wrap it up, there were two teams last year that had two running backs in the top 24. Um, so it's not very often that you will have a team with more than two running backs that finishes RB twos. Um, we talked about one of those teams today. It was the lions. Uh, and the other one, Jason was Dallas. That is correct. Pollard finishes RB7 and Zeke was 19. Uh, again, that's why we're so high on Pollard. So, again, if you made it to the end, this is a long one. Free agents, Zeke, Dalvin, Fournette, Hunt uh, could change any of the, the top 24 that we've talked about. Um, and so in, interesting, but I, I feel like just talking through this, lots of depth in the mid rounds for running backs that... Uh, I think you and me will probably both be targeting at least preliminarily the way things have shaken out or the way that they currently stand now. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Pollard, man, free Tony Pollard going to get freed this season. RB seven last year locked and loaded as a top five running back currently ranked as RB nine on fantasy pros going at the end of the second round, just dumb value, dummy value right now. So, yeah, who, who knows? A lot's going to change again. We're recording this before the 4th of July. Drafts are still not for two months. There's going to be a lot of movement. Uh, so if you're, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be running this all this down again as we get closer. But yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's fun to start talking about fantasy again. Yes, it is. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good rest of your night. This is Jason Shellcross and the KROG. Da, da, da. It's me, the Alex K-R-O-G Sacco Sacco Was it better than you thought? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.